technology is not inherently safe. That the concept of cybersecurity, while important, isn't necessarily baked into the original design. So mm-hmm. often it's sold as an after, it's sold yeah. as an add-on. Yes. And- Welcome, and thank you for joining the Reboot Something podcast by Trilogy Innovations. Um, my name is Chad Jeffries. I'm your host, and with me we have Randy Cottle. Um, everybody's probably seen his face from now. Uh, you know, now <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo, right? For sure. <laughs> uh, but he's the vice president um, and uh, chief operations officer for Trilogy. So uh, we're happy to be joined by Jody Ogle um, today. And Jody, uh, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you, you taking the time out of your day today. Um, so Jody is the cybersecurity advisor for the state of West Virginia. Um, so he's West Virginia state coordinator and, um, working for CISA or, uh, the cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. Um, so today we're going to be talking about cybersecurity, a little bit about his background and just, uh, kind of have an open conversation today. So yeah, we're rebooting cybersecurity we're reboot today. Cybersecurity. Yes, That's that right. Correct. And who better to do so than with Jody. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Exactly. Well, um, well, yeah, Jody, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, in your role, um, at CISA? Yeah, appreciate it. And th- thanks for the platform here. Awareness is one of our, our goals, you know, to, um, shine a spotlight on cybersecurity. So um, a little bit about the agency. Uh, The agency is the newest federal agency, and currently we're the smallest federal agency as far as I know. Uh, We're the newest agency within the newest department of federal government. So it was in the news recently, the Homeland Security just turned 20 years old. It was developed as a a result of the unfortunate attacks in Mm 9-11. And then CISA was formed um, in 2018 as a result of some legislation um, to put a, a, a greater emphasis on cybersecurity and infrastructure security. So newest agency, um, <laughs> newest department in federal government mm-hmm. uh, with a really big responsibility, really, really important mission. So uh, my position, like you said, I'm the state coordinator, so a cybersecurity state coordinator. There's a little bit of nuance in a state coordinator and a cybersecurity advisor. Cybersecurity advisors predated CISA. And they were usually a headquarters function. Um, but as the agency has grown, we now have a regional construct. It's a lot like FEMA. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we have field forces deployed in, in the, in, within those regions. And uh, my position, I believe it was um, the National Defense Appropriation Act of 2018 established my position. And uh, the intent was that we would be um, in the general vicinity of, of a state capital, usually 50 mm-hmm. miles. And while normal cybersecurity advisors focus on all 16 sectors of critical infrastructure, I do as well, but my particular focus is on the state government. Mm-hmm. So be that advisor to a state CISO, a state CIO, the governor's staff, the electoral process in West Virginia, it's a secretary of state, right. to be that cybersecurity advisor to them. Mm-hmm. And then um, additionally assist those other uh, owners, operators of critical infrastructure, and we try to operate at the C-suite. Mm-hmm. Because we're looking at policy governance strategy, not always possible. Mm-hmm. Some entities don't have that, right? They're small. Right. All they have is one guy who manages the network. He might also mow the grass. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, that's true. Oh, and, yeah. Especially at the <laughs> state and, level. And, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I've encountered yeah. that, but our goal is to you know is to um, be a, be a resource, be an asset, and help anyone that would be within those 16 sectors or within government establish cybersecurity resilience. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a little bit about my job, what yeah. I do. And it, it's it's definitely desperately needed. 
especially with all the different attacks and stuff that's happening nowadays. Uh, obviously, like you said, after uh, 9-11, there was an emphasis put on this, uh, but it continues to grow as technology advances. Uh, we're needing this more and more. And a lot of times it was like uh, uh, security is more of an add-on later right. on, but now there needs to be more of a focus and shifting that left to, as part of the actual development. So yeah, Randy, you're you're right. And uh, you know, just before the podcast, we were talking. Director Easterly gave a. She's our director, um, director director Jen Easterly. Okay. Um, in February, she gave a speech at Carnegie Mellon University, and I had to, it was a good fortune to attend that. And she talked about. Um, security safe software and what that means and you know as you mentioned security is sometimes an afterthought or an yes. add-on or it's yeah. something that's sold separately i was once a developer myself it was okay. been more than 20 years ago but um, same but then <laughs> but then you know security we thought about it but not in the way that we do now you know you might no. encrypt uh, you might encrypt data in transit or something of that sort but you didn't it, you know it wasn't what it is today but um her the point of her speech and you know what would not try to put words in her mouth, but it was to get developers and these um, producers of technology to think about security on the front end, mm -hmm. yes. bake it into the process. And she used a really good analogy. It's that, it's that you know, uh, the automotive in industry does that, right? Right. Mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. In the automotive yeah. industry, um, they, there's airbags, there's um, seat belts, there's analog brakes, and there's all these things that safety, to, checks, safety checks. There's, there's the radar yeah. systems that, that measure your distance from the vehicle in front of you. And yeah. all those things to make that driver and the occupant of that vehicle safe, but um, it's lesser the case in technology, right? So the burden yes. when there's a breach or when there's something something bad happens, when somebody's having a bad day with technology, um, mm -hmm. and, and when the litigation, uh, yeah. you know, when when it when it goes to litigation, the person who purchased that set technology or who's employing it for whatever business function they have, they're the ones held accountable. Mm -hmm. right. And um, not to say that that shouldn't be the case, but there should be. Her point was is that developers, her goal would be to get developers to think about that on the front end, yeah. ba bake it into the process. Being but, proactive rather yeah. than reactive exactly. to. Yeah. yeah. You might hear me say the word resilience a lot because mm -hmm. that's what CISA focuses on. It's that left of boom, that pre-boom. Yeah. As much as you can on the on the front end mm -hmm. will will certainly reduce the effect on the on the right. back end. Well, and you mentioned the the vehicle industry. So a lot of that was insurance claims and that kind right. of stuff that kind of pushed that. And I can tell you uh, our insurance for cybersecurity and when we do software development has increased quite a bit. So uh, that's also pushing us as developers to say, hey, no, we need to be making sure we're locking this down ahead of time. Because if not, on the back end, it's cost me a fortune. So right. let's, uh, let's definitely uh, get that focus shifted where it needs to be. Right. And the barrier to entrance is 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 is, is becoming more 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 challenging to, to surpass. Right, the oh, bar yeah. the bar is higher. Um, yeah. One of the things as advisors we talk about, you know, insurance is just transference of risk. Right. But insurances are paying out an exorbitant amount of money. Right. Um, exactly. Particularly, you know, we'll probably talk about ransomware in a little bit because it's such a prominent trend right now. But it's right. been more and more challenging to purchase insurance and the insurance is paying less and less. Mm -hmm. So it's becoming a real challenge. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I've, I've lived it firsthand for sure. And yeah. uh, to your point, you know, as developers before it was like, Hey, we just need to get this code to work to get it done. 
And then, uh, so you would develop it, and then you throw it over the fence to operations, and you're like, here, it works on my computer, you guys get it deployed. And there was always this back and forth about operations and development because they're like, well, we can't get it to work, and and the developers are saying it worked fine on my end. And then all the way at the end, then you have the security guys like, hey, is this even secure or anything? They're like, oh, be quiet, we're just trying to get this to work. And And then once operations gets it pushed out to production, then they're like, oh, we can't worry about that now because it's up and running. We just got to keep it going. Right. Right. So that's the whole reason behind the DevSecOps, right? It's mm-hmm. a marrying together of the three different uh, uh, in, um, parts of the development process mm-hmm. to make sure that you're working and collaborating together instead of being siloed through each section. Right. 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 So, so Jody, let me ask you, um, how does, um, if you could just talk about the collaboration a little bit, you know, with, uh, you know, between CISA, uh, other government agencies, uh, businesses in the private sector, can you kind of talk about the, you know, importance of collaboration between, um, you know, these entities and yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so a rising tide raises all ships, right? Yes. Um, and, and that's what collaboration is. It's, it's, the, it's the ability to share information across all the parties that need it. Um, we do a lot of information sharing in CISA. There's a multitude of ways we do it. Uh, one of the ways we'll, I'll talk about in a second is I'll use the acronym JCDC. That's an initiative for, um, well, I'll talk about it now, that's an initiative for CISA to collaborate with, with larger companies for that, mm-hmm. for the purpose of information sharing, mm-hmm. right? So, so that oh, yeah. the rising tide raises all ships. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's, at a, that's at a high level. At, at, at the ground level, at the, you know, where, where the rubber meets the road, and that's often where you'll see a cybersecurity advisor, and we have other types of advisors I'd like to talk about in a minute, other yeah, sure. types of security advisors, but yeah. where the rubber meets the road, sharing, that sharing of information is critical. Right. Uh, the state coordinator role is kind of new. Um, there are not that many of us, uh, but ultimately there will be one in every state capital once, they're, once we're all hired, but... You know, one of the things that I do as a state coordinator is so you take local government, resource poor. Yeah. Local right. government's resource poor everywhere you go. Everywhere. Everywhere you go. Every state. Yeah. Every state. In New York City, uh, local government is resource poor. It just happens. Um, but different entities sometimes have different resources, right? So as, right. The, as the coordinator, one of the ways that I have uh, shaped my role is that I make sure that that information is shared across entities at the lowest level. Yeah. Um, information about risk and vulnerabilities and threats, certainly, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we have to do it at the appropriate classification level, but right. there's a lot out there that's unclassified. Yes. Um, so you share that at the local level, but you know, uh, one, one small city might have a resource, another small city might not. And then you can create that collaboration. And, and again, it, you're, um, you know, you're getting getting the best bang for the buck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like reusing software. Absolutely, it's, like, it's code. Know. It's code reuse. Mod- right, exactly. Modular software was yeah. something I spoke about 20 years ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> modular <laughs> code. Yeah, yeah. object-oriented yeah. coding. Uh, but the same. So we do it uh, across all levels. So CISA, we we hope to be that driving force across all levels, from the lowest level of government or the smallest company mm-hmm. that is one or two people mm-hmm. to Fortune 500 and larger. Um, we, we try to we try to facilitate that 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 sharing. We do it with other federal agencies. Uh, we you know we we attend uh, meetings at fusion centers and such, um, mm-hmm. yeah. where we'll talk to it you know with FEMA and the Coast Guard. Those are other um, DHS entities, but we talk regularly with the FBI and HSI and 
and the Secret Service and in the state police and all those different entities that matter right. that, that help um, make us more holistically safe. Yeah. Well, well, and you'd, you'd mentioned, you know, working with uh, other, like, federal contractors and stuff. I know there's been a big push, especially here recently, doing software factories, mm-hmm. right? I know the uh, Censures, the Mantex, Lidos, all these really big federal contractors are doing this, you know, uh, and trying to get this stuff done in a CICD pipeline. So uh, have you worked with some of those entities? Because if not, uh, they'll be at Tech Yeah on June 20th. So maybe uh, we can get you introduced with the, some yeah. of those uh, companies. And Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I have. And I'll be, I'll be cautious to, to name the people I've worked with and I've not worked with. Okay, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's probably fair. a good idea. But, so we're, we're, we're here in Morgantown and just yeah. south of us is a, is, a, is a tech sector, right? Yes, there and is. Some absolutely. of those companies you mm-hmm. just named have headquarters there. And, yeah, I've worked with them. Um, you know, sometimes it's just general advice. Hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And and we can do that. Um, sometimes yeah. it's a delivery of services. We offer assessments. Um, right. My assessments, the ones that I deliver, are of a more strategic nature, right? So mm-hmm. I can help them look at their, you know, uh, at their cybersecurity posture yeah. and help them assess their resilience. Uh, one of the assessments we do is a cyber resilience review. It looks at 10 domains of cybersecurity mm-hmm. um, from a policy and governance and, and practice level, but then it gives them a maturity m- measure. Yeah. How mature are they on a scale of zero to five? And yes, some of the companies that you named, right. some yeah. of them are headquartered here, not headquartered, but they have right. a presence. Yeah, have presence. They have a presence yep. here in West Virginia, and I've, I've worked with them. But across the country, cybersecurity advisors are doing the same. So yeah. mm-hmm. we're going to have our summit, first ever summit next week yeah. of all the cybersecurity advisors. And I think we're up to like 85 right now. Yeah. Now, that's a, that's a small amount when you think of the, oh, yeah. of the amount of work to be done. Right. But certainly we do. Well, and you hit on something else. So, you know, there's... Uh, different like CMMC, uh, there's ISO certifications. I don't know, maybe there'll be uh, CISA certifications uh, in the future as part of these contract vehicles. Uh, say, well, are you CISA certified? And, yeah. you know, who knows could, what, could what could happen. Could be. Uh, and I, because there is a growing need for that. I know with uh, ISO and, of course, CMMC, you know, you get a lot of that. But uh, cybersecurity being what the role that it plays not only today but in the future. I mean, it's just growing and growing. I could definitely see yeah. something like that happening. Right. A lot of our assessments map to some of those standards that you were just discussing, particularly NIST. Um, right, NIST. Of and course, we yeah. we do help. Um, you know, uh, we we there's not one size fits all. So when mm-hmm. when uh, particularly when I do an assessment, a lot of times we'll do them in twos or in tandems. We of course, our assessment will map to a standard, but then we help right. them. You mentioned those different standards and possibly yeah. a certification. We help them create a strategy to mm. get to, to to get to the point that they need to be, or as best they can, right. as best as the resources will allow them to be. Oh yeah. Well, and and uh, you might be able to talk to this. You know, uh, working with uh, small businesses, large businesses, and even uh, government agencies. Um, have you seen that? That's kind of where your all's bread and butter is developing strategies and leveraging that. Um, I, w- I would say it differs by cybersecurity advisor, but yes, I would say that that's that's one thing that uh, that's something I try to do. We were talking just before the podcast yeah. that I, yeah. I really like strategy. It's something yeah. I'm interested <laughs> in. It's something I've studied extensively. Yeah. And yes, so you know I, w- the goal 
of CISA is to have enduring relationships. Mm-hmm. We're not a one and done. We're not going to, well, we right. could. I mean, and sometimes it is the case. We'll come assess you. You're like, oh, thanks for the report. Right. Um, yeah. And then we walk away. You throw it away. And that, that happens. We know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know that. Yeah. We know that happens. But the goal is to have that enduring relationship where it's like, okay, hey, say, we, we assessed you a, a year ago. Here are the things that, that you thought or we thought collectively that, that might be good for you to to, to focus on low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. okay? Right. And, um, that's happened. Now, where are you? Yeah. Uh, as a result of this assessment, were you able to make any type of capital investments, any resource investments? Um, were you able to do anything, or right. did you do uh, that stuff? So we can help them so we can help them mature and grow. Mm-hmm. That can be in the form of a, of a plan. We can help them write a cybersecurity plan. We can help them right. develop a strategy. And bear in mind, a strategy <laughs> a strategy is different for Lidos than, than, it, is, than yeah. it is than it is for mom and pop. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Right. It's different. It yeah, for different. trilogy versus Lidos. And it again, is, all the well, that's good that you take time to assess tape. that, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, not this one one size fits all strategy, yeah. right? And exactly. you know, we we our, our our assessments are templated. We follow a plan. We follow mm-hmm. we, we we follow the the process. But what mm-hmm. we do with the results of that. Um, you know, we, we help the stakeholders best we can. We yeah. refer to people as stakeholders, um, right. not customers, because we're not charging. Everything we do is no cost. Yeah. I won't say free. Your tax dollars paid for us. Right. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. everything that we do is no additional cost. And yeah. Um, yeah. But it does look a little bit different for everybody. Well, and especially uh, I know there's banking industries and other things, but I think that um, people are okay with uh, our tax dollars getting spent on this because, uh, in general, I know that um, – uh, the federal government's finally stepping in to crack down on uh, not only these robocalls, but these text messages that we're getting, right? Yeah. Where people are fishing to get your, uh, you know, bank account information, your personal information. Uh, I got a link this morning that my Netflix account was hacked. Same. Yep. And, uh, but of course, it's like Netflix.ao and all this right, right, uh, weird yeah. text, right? But, uh, you know, some people that aren't in the industry or might be like, oh, what's wrong with my Netflix yeah. account? And oh, immediately yeah. click it, and then you're getting sucked down a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. and ransomware. Ransomware, that's that's one of the popular yeah. vectors of ransomware. We were talking about it. I, oh, I got yeah, the Lidos really. report in front of me here. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it, it, just in ICS systems in 2022, ransomware was up 87%. Oh, my ICS. Can you I, clarify for um, oh. Industrial control systems. Okay. Yeah, industrial. Um, where we're... we're Tech, uh, information technology converges with operational technology. Okay. Gotcha. So control systems for um, um, you know, water, gas, bridges, your hard infrastructure. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, actually to that point, because that's what happened in uh, North Carolina with the gas, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, much like so what's happening in the banking system where everybody made a run because they're like, oh, we don't have any money. They, right. they were worried that they weren't going to have gas. So there was like... Right, twelve-hour line of people just going to the gas, and then they had a shortage, and that's Absolutely. what happens with our system. Is if there's a scare that uh, we're having a uh, supply problem, everybody rushes out. Just like COVID, you cannot get toilet paper anywhere whenever know, COVID right? happened because mm-hmm. they made that rush. So, you know, with the system, that's why again why cyber so, uh, security is so important that we're monitoring these type of things. Uh, in fact, uh, we actually uh, sponsored the a capstone project for WVU because they were using drones and other things, but they're also looking at uh, the energy sector to see, you know, what kind of attacks that might happen to make sure, because whenever you talk about electricity, uh, even broadband, 
um, or the gas industry. I mean, these are major things that could wipe out sure. and cause panic all over. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, if you're not investing in this, you need to definitely right. make sure that we are having that investment. And that, again, that's why CIS is so important, I yeah. think. One of the things we do try to do is to, to your point, is is the investment to go back to that. And that's why I say we like to speak to the C-suite or mm-hmm. or, or a decision maker. It, yeah. It, it, it's different across all organizations, sometimes an elected official. But, yeah. but we try to get to the decision maker because they to help them understand that cybersecurity is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. don't doubt it. No, no one doubts it. Right. Oh, yeah. But sometimes it takes an assessment to illustrate the gravity of, yeah. of, of the right. situation. Or it yeah. takes a report like sharing any any number of these reputable cybersecurity uh, related reports. They're all out there in the public domain. But yeah. just to see um, the gravity of, of, of the situation. You don't have to have a, a top secret security clearance to understand. <laughs> right. To understand that there's a threat. <laughs> yeah. 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 There are yeah, vulnerabilities exactly. everywhere, but the threat is real. Yeah. 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 So are there any uh, unique cybersecurity threats or, or, um, you know, um, I guess any specific um, uh, issues that are um, to West Virginia or maybe just our nation in general when it comes to cybersecurity? And how is, uh, I guess, you know, CISA um, uh, addressing those issues? Well, that's a good question. Um, If not West Virginia specifically. You may may have stumped me. So... uh, (laughs) Well, you mentioned ran- ransomware. Yeah, ransomware. Ransomware is tremendous. And another, I'm looking at another statistic right here. I'm cheating a little bit. I got it. Some, I got some numbers in front of me. But we all have of all notes. of all the <laughs> ransomware globally in 2022. Now, this is again, I'm going to reference the Drago's report because sure, yeah. I was reading it last night. But forty yeah. percent um, of all ransomware um, was in North America. Forty wow. percent. Yeah, oh, wow. and you look at Asia is eighteen percent. Now this is by continent. Europe was <laughs> yeah. second at thirty-two percent. But those are resource-rich right. Co- oh, countries, right. right? Yes. And, yeah. and um, That's true. Uh, you know, Africa is one percent. Now they're resource-rich in different ways, but mm-hmm. um, we're resource-rich. We're we're a target. Um, you know, I, yeah. I I don't know who has the world's largest economy right now. I think it's still the United States. But forty mm-hmm. percent right. is targeted towards. Right. Towards North America. It tells America. us something, right? It tells us oh, something, yeah. right. Yeah. Now, yeah. In, in West Virginia is a little bit unique, you know, so um, within the region, region three, uh, I, you know, West Virginia, I'm the furthest away from our regional headquarters, which is Philadelphia. Sometimes okay. I joke and say that it's New Zealand because, <laughs> because it takes me forever to get anywhere, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. that are not familiar with our terrain need to, need to come and check it out. <clears throat> yeah, Excuse yeah. Me. Right. Um, uh, you know, West Virginia is one of those states um, – that has less resources than others. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and Randy, I know that that's something that's really important to you. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and, you know, yep. some of your initiatives. Um, so what's critical in West Virginia might look different than what's critical somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the priorities that CISA is placing this, this calendar year is on, on water. Um, and it's just a matter of coincidence since I've been with CISA, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of water companies, water authorities, uh, on both the distribution and the wastewater and then the business function in the middle because they have to make money, right? They have to right. charge someone. Right. Um, I've done a, a good amount of work with, um, with, with water. And, uh, you know, a water, uh, water authority in West Virginia that services 3,000 people on, on a national scale, that's pretty small. Right. Um, right. And it doesn't compare to the water system that, that, that – um, that would, you know, um, provide water to Pit, uh, Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. There's right. multiples there, but right. but to that body of people, to that 
that that rural county yeah. um it's very very important right oh, absolutely very important um you take a county like putnam county right it's 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 probably one of the more affluent counties in west virginia mm-hmm. um but not a tremendously large population, mm-hmm. not that many water authorities, not that many water companies. But if you make that county sick, oh, it's yeah. really important. I mean, you right. look at Flint, Michigan, right? It's yeah. really important. Right. I mean, yeah, and what happened but, there. So, but, Right, yeah. but one of the, I'm sorry, but oh, no. one of the things that is in, in Putnam County is Toyota. Right. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, so that's kind of a big deal, right? It's yeah, a, oh, it's absolutely. A big, it's yeah. a big manufacturing plant. It's, right. Um, you know, a lot of jobs. Um, right. Yeah. Well, and they're doing the bottling plant here in Morgantown too. Uh, so, you know, that, and uh, that's going to have some serious impacts. I think it's, um, is it the electric company? Who owns the actual dam here for Cheat Lake? Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I, I think it is the electric company. But is it Mon Power maybe? Yeah, Mon Power. Yes, okay. thank you. Uh, so, um, but, you know, you think about that and then the control that that has uh, in this area, uh, you know, if there was certain attacks there. And I think that whenever people think uh, cybersecurity, they immediately think of uh, attacking on a computer right. or, or just their data, phone, just yeah. their data. But then whenever you start pulling in the infrastructure side, absolutely. I mean, uh, in, in the impacts that that has, I think that is what gets people going, oh, man, like right. there is serious threats and right. concerns here because, I mean, it can wipe out uh, uh most of the state, right? Really. It's like you take down a grid, then mm-hmm. you yeah. affect a lot more people than yeah, just. It's, it's scary stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 oh, I was just going to say, and to your point of what we were talking earlier at last year's Tech Yeah, um, you know, we saw the federal funding that came into all the states around us, and we weren't even close. We were barely at a, uh, you know, a million dollars or something, and all these uh, other states are getting all these billions of dollars. Right. And, even with our population uh, still, you know, we need to be getting in those federal dollars and making sure that people are aware, uh, especially whether it's cyber or um, the infrastructure mm-hmm. side of the house. Uh, um, sorry, I just lost my yeah. train of thought. <laughs> so uh, just a, a couple of thoughts there, uh, federal dollars. So mm-hmm. last year there was a there was a grant that came to West Virginia. It's okay. actually going to be over a period of five years. Um, the, uh, the first, uh, we just went through the first um, notice of funding, yeah. uh, first of five notice of fundings. And it's intended for state and local government because you go back to the resource poor. Um, so this is cybersecurity specific funding. Um, and uh, what makes the grant nice is that 80% of it has to go to local government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a great relationship with the state CIO and the state CISO. I work mm-hmm. with them very well. But um, they are the they're the conduit of that money. Yeah. But then it's going to reach state and local government where it's really needed. I mean, it's oh, it's really needed. Yeah. Um, when you talk about, you know, we have a federated elect, elect, elect election system here in West Virginia where the counties, um, all elections are local, right? right. They're, they're at the county level. And um, not to say that all that money will go towards elections, but it does go to local government. And that's, that's great. That's a, that's a great yeah. first step. And it's going to, it will be reoccurring over five years. There is this cost share that increases as the, as it goes along with, you know, mm-hmm. the, the government, the local government's share will increase as it goes along. But, mm-hmm. but that's one step. And that came out of one of the recent infrastructure bills that passed a, a while back. But, yeah. Excellent. Um, but uh, can I touch another point? So we're oh, talking yeah, about all this. All these things, right? We're talking about grids and convergence and all this thing. And that's, that's a buzzword right now. It's a buzzword. And CIS says convergence. Um, but we have, so where the cybersecurity 
and infrastructure security agency. A lot of people forget about the infrastructure. Uh-huh. I don't know by 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 um, portion of people, but there's a lot. There might be more people on the infrastructure side, as I said, than there are to cyber. I don't know. I know that we're in a hiring frenzy, but we have cybersecurity advisors, which is what I am. We have protective security advisors. Now the one in West Virginia is currently vacant, but it's been selected. That person focuses on the physical nature of security. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there is some overlap when possible. We do, um, we do joint ventures so that we're visiting a stakeholder and discussing both physical and, and, um, and the cyber. And that, that's Mm -hmm. great. And uh, we also have, um, communications, um, coordinators advisors so you talked about your um, emergency communication networks right mm-hmm. if um if there's a west virginia has a statewide interoperable radio network i know this from my national yeah. guard days i spent a lot of time <laughs> involved with this and you know anytime there's a flood this this radio system you can speak from war west virginia to um jefferson county mm. it's amazing yeah. to uh, weirton Wow. It'll actually reach the the, the, the steps of the um, of the cap of the U.S. Capitol. Oh, wow. um, this this radio system will. It's um it's a, a microwave trunking system. But we have advisors for that purpose as well to oh, advise wow. on emergency communications. And then we have chemical security inspectors. Um, they're regulatory, but they they're they're charged with keeping the, the chemicals, you know, yeah. the chemical sector. Yeah. But we have field forces to address. A lot of a lot of different things, and when we work in harmony, we can do a lot of good. Can you give us some examples of uh, you know what you've done in West Virginia, or maybe not you, but maybe CISA just in general? And uh, is there like a success story that you could share with us um, in terms of either infrastructure or or cyber? Uh, so let's talk about some emergent um, incident response coordination. Um, I'm not an incident responder in that I'm going to touch somebody's keyboard. That's not what I do. But we do some response coordination. I made a joke earlier that that. Um, Sometimes the IT guy mows the grass, uh-huh, and, right. and that's because that's based in that's based in a real world story that I have. <laughs> right. uh, I won't name the entity, but it was yeah. it was it was local government, so yeah. I won't name mm-hmm. them, or, or I won't even name what type of government entity they were. But they okay. were so Randy. Before we started, I mentioned of the dozens and dozens of incidents that I'm aware of in West Virginia, yeah. and I covered Western Pennsylvania for a long time too, um, and it's true for them as well. Dozens and dozens, and and. I'm coming up on two years with CISA. Only two have not been ransomware. Oh, wow. Those are the ones that have been reported to me. Now, there's many, many, many more, but those are the, those are the ones that I'm aware of. Only two have not been ransomware. One yeah. was a remote access Trojan. It was a local government entity. And um, I knew I from from my role, I spent a lot of years in the National, still am in the National Guard, but I spent about 18 years full-time for the National Guard. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I knew I knew I knew an individual from that from that government entity, and he called me and he said, "Hey, I think we have a problem." And mm-hmm. but through the coordination phase, we were able to get um, one. They were covered by the state cyber insurance, so that was great, right? Oh, they yeah. didn't know that; they mm-hmm. had no idea, right? Um, they had wow. no idea that in West Virginia, as a, as a local government entity, they were yeah. bound by law to report to the state CISO. So helped them with that, um, helped them discover that they have insurance, helped them get that contracted company to come in and, and help mitigate that problem. Mm-hmm. But also right. um, the MSISAC stepped in and helped them with mitigation. So this is a very resource poor um, government yeah. entity. And, yeah. and I joked about mowing the grass. It was a gentleman and uh, it, it was their IT guy. But when one of the times we're trying to get a hold of them, 
couldn't because they were mowing the grass. Oh, no. oh wow! Yeah. And and that's not their fault. Right. That's not that's not their fault. It, it's a, it's just a matter of resources. It's mm-hmm. just the nature of the beast. But the, the the good news story is that there was no harm done, mm-hmm. other than a little bit of time, some pain. Yeah. Um, they got help from both the insurance and from the MSI SAC, and and it kind of it was a it was a good test of the state coordinator role right. that, that I'm in to yeah. be able to bring that together. So that's a that's a success story. Well, I think it's important to uh, to make sure that folks know that they have basically you as a resource because whenever stuff happens like this, they're like, "What do I do? Yeah. Where do I go?" And a lot of people, this is their first time; they they kind of freak out. But knowing that they uh, basically have you as a resource to be able to come to and say what are my steps? Because they might not have that plan. And uh, I know we talked earlier about what is the strategic plan, but a lot of the, especially if you're a smaller business, you're not thinking, well, I'm going to get hacked or I'm working for this agency. You're thinking about all the other things. things. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Luckily, uh, most of the people that work for us uh, have been in the government for many years. (laughs) So uh, we've been really good about locking down everything that we do. Uh, to try to eliminate a, a lot of this noise that comes in. But uh, still, it's an ever-evolving thing to where you're constantly, every year, doing refreshes, whether it's technology mm-hmm. or things to combat that. That's a perfect segue. So can we let's get a little more technical. Um, so can you talk to us about some of the emerging technologies um, that either CISA is using or um, maybe just technologies that could you know, um, uh, assist um in cyber attacks in cyber attacks yeah yeah. Uh, so is there anything like emerging or or brand new oh say as far as emerging i don't know that i I have an answer as what we're employing on emerging you know as far i am on the field operations side not in the the threat hunting vulnerability management side right so um most of what i do is is more of a a human let's interact uh so I, i would stop short of naming whatever CIS is going to employ. That's fair. Um, yeah. Artificial intelligence is going to change the game yeah. right? <laughs> in machine learning. And I'm not great. speaking saying CIS is doing that, but it is going to change the game. So I'm, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. This, this is a question that probably I'm not. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's perfectly fine yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I know that we, we do work with uh, law enforcement and, you know, Law enforcement does have different partners, and, mm-hmm. and there's ways in which we're able to gather information and share about different threats and different vulnerabilities. And right. I'm able to do victim notifications because of some of the technologies employed by some of our other government partners. Um, right. So, and we've been able to head off. Actually, we've been able to head off ransomware a few times because uh, I'm not going to speak of the technology because uh, right. I know what it is and I know who who owns it, but it's right. em, it's employed by another federal partner. Mm. And uh, a success story there, and I know I'm not answering your question. I just yeah, I, I just pivoted. Yeah. I just yeah, pivoted. Just pivot. but, but we have we have um, on, yeah. on several occasions we call them notificate victim notifications, and we do a multitude of them now. It's, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot on our plate as oh advisors. But some yeah. some of the time, some of the things are, are are real time. We're like, hey, you need to stop what you're doing because there's an actor in your network. Yes, and um, here's what they're going to do. And there's been we've had a good amount of success because then they look and they're like, holy smokes, it is there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're able to get them out. Hmm. Yeah. Are, are you working with um, uh, other uh, small businesses or other uh, federal contractors uh, to maybe have that as a service where they are uh, 
actively trying to help monitor we those do, type of things? So we do offer um, that that technology in particular, no, but CISA, right, yeah. CISA does offer it in no cost vulnerabilities. Um, monitoring of your of your network so we call it cyber hygiene i can certainly provide more detailed information you know it's it's on our website but you know we scan for vulnerabilities so you can sign up yeah sign you up will, will you give us your ip range we'll we'll scan you oh wow yeah. your, um and so we can all just do that right yeah external facing ips right. and we'll scan you and we'll give you a vulnerability report um i think it's weekly i don't want to say 100 percent, but i think it's weekly yeah you'll get a report of your of your known vulnerabilities and then what CISA does is we publish a, um, a known exploited vulnerability list. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to know what your vulnerabilities are, right? It's another thing to prioritize those vulnerabilities. Right. So, and that's difficult for some folks, mm-hmm. you know, based off of um, skill, training, resources. So we, we publish it um, the, of yeah. the ones that we have known to be exploited that way that can help them prioritize. And that's a no, another no cost service that we offer. Yeah. And uh, to your point back with technology, so there has been a shift where, you know, uh, let's say government agencies had their own data centers and stuff, but then you're, you're actually deploying staff to make sure that it's constantly passed, mm-hmm. scanning for vulnerabilities, making sure it's basically on the latest and greatest so you don't have these bad actors coming in, right. targeting you, and getting into your system. So... Um, there has been a push to the cloud, for example, which, again, a cloud is just another data center that they're managing. It's a data center <laughs> you don't own, right? Yeah, it's a data yeah, center yeah. that you don't own. You invested all that money into your own computers, now you're paying yeah. for somebody else's, yeah. right? But then now you can yell at them like, hey, well, why aren't this patched, right? right? Uh, but, you know, with the shift to the cloud and even containerization to where you're constantly uh, spinning up the latest and greatest, right? So that way uh, you're not opening yourself up to some of this that's kind of been the shift and i know there's been a lot of investments uh, I, I believe that google had bought mandiant uh, after the solar winds attacks mm-hmm. uh, so you know even uh, these major cloud providers are investing very heavily into cybersecurity, and uh, that's why I like government agents like CISA can kind of come in and see what they're doing but then whenever because you have to get ato uh, uh, to be able to make sure that you're running safely mm-hmm. in the cloud and that everything is locked down and secure, yeah. uh, which is uh, uh, authorization to operate, basically. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know there has been a, just a, a major push for that. And, and again, it's yeah. no longer us having to be deployed out there making sure that, yeah. hey, is rail patched? Or, right. mm-hmm. you know. And the cloud's great. We talked mm-hmm. about insurance transferring risk yeah. earlier. And right. the cloud is, is, a, is another way to transfer risk. It, it is, yeah. but it's great. And it, and it helps those that are, are um, on the lower end of the resource spectrum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Just one, focus on spinning up one little container. Exactly. Right. <laughs> the one thing, though, as the, as the customer or the consumer of that cloud service that's important is to read the contract to understand <laughs> yes. what you're getting, right? No, absolutely. And, and not, yeah. not yeah. everyone understands contract law. I don't I don't claim to understand it either. Right. But, but make sure you know what you're dependent upon. And that, that mm-hmm. steers me to another point. One of the things we do as cybersecurity advisors is we help people assess their external dependencies and the management of those external dependencies. Yeah. External dependencies don't necessarily mean a cloud service. It doesn't necessarily right. mean a software as a service. It could be 
It could be um, your your the, the power coming into your building. Yeah. That's an external mm-hmm. dependency. Oh, you're yeah. dependent right. on your power company. You're dependent on your water company. You're dependent mm-hmm. on your public servants, like um, your EMS, your fire, your rescue. You're, you're dependent on those. Yeah. Natural um, but, gas. But natural <laughs> gas. Uh-huh. Yeah. But certainly you're dependent on technologies. Um, mm-hmm. you know, anything you pay a subscription for, you're, that's a dependency. And if it's outside your immediate span of control, then pay attention to it. Oh yeah. Pay attention to it. No. Yeah. Um, do you know how to get a hold of them? If, if, right. if when you're having a bad day, do you know who to call? Yeah. And that's one of the first steps of, of instant response, mm-hmm. disaster recovery, whatever you call your plan. Right. Um, incident management, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you call? Right. But uh, yeah. to your point, you know, the cloud has simplified it for people in, yes. a, in a very positive way. I believe yeah. that it's done it in a very positive way. Yeah. yeah. Just the, the, the advice I would give is make sure you know what you're buying. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and don't leave it running over right. the weekend. You might uh, right. be surprised right. at your bill at the end. Right. Of um, yeah. yeah. You know, um, shut down these services. If you're a government entity, are you buying a, 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 a reputable government cloud provider? Right. Mm-hmm. Are you going to, you know, you got to look into that because they're, yeah, they, they they configure their their security settings differently. Yeah, for for their customer. Well, and that's why uh, Google has uh, kind of been playing catch up a little bit. Uh, they needed to be FedRAMP certified right. high, right? So AWS was out there, Azure, and uh, Google was uh, uh, slower to get theirs, but you know they're they're catching up and making good headway. Uh, but to your point, if you don't have something like that, and know that it's already locked down, then uh, you're out of the market, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. so does CISA do any work for? I'm going to kind of pivot a little bit sure. here, but um, does CISA do any work with um, uh, uh, universities, educational institutions to to you know maybe get out ahead of it? Um, yeah. you, you mentioned getting out in, in, in yeah. the front of it, and I noticed a, a, a recent blog article too with CISA working with the. Uh, Girl Scouts of America, I believe, yeah, and I trying to that, get yeah. more women and yeah, I saw in, that too into cybersecurity. Um, so, so women in cyber, there, there is a big focus there, and they're they're, they're underrepresented in the in the profession. They really are in IT. Um, Agreed. Yeah, just yeah. in IT in general. Yeah. I, I I went to Marshall and I started a program. Um, Wait, he went to Marshall? Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I, mean, I am in enemy territory right now. I'm aware of that. I'll cover up the that. mug. <laughs> we're not to We were just down at Marshall uh, yeah. recruiting yeah. You know, about yeah. what, a week and a half at ago. The, so. Marshall, so. I'm yeah. an adjunct there, too. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nice. Okay. They, they do a good job with their cybersecurity program. They really do. But mm-hmm. the program I graduated from 20-some years ago was called Integrated Science and Technology. It doesn't exist anymore. And mm-hmm. my emphasis was software engineering. But... I think we started with 60 people and I can remember two or three women yeah. in our course. Oh yeah. Yep. And oh, in, um, yeah. in, in our course and, and five of us finished and they, and they didn't. And I don't know, I don't really know why that is. Right. Um, it certainly wasn't a lack of intelligence, but right. our, our, our industry does not have yeah. a lot of women present and I think it's underrepresented. So, um, yeah. um, I work with a couple of really great ladies in region three, but, you're, I think that pivot towards the Girl Scouts is probably a good move. Yeah, yeah. it is a good oh, move. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it's a good move. So, you know, the, the awareness of of, um, of technology and what it means for society at a young age is, is great. Absolutely, my, my son does uh, code.org. Oh, really? Uh, and, and I make him. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and if, if my wife has taught me anything, she's really good at pointing out problems. <laughs> of things that I'm doing. <laughs> <Jeez>. So, uh, 
but uh, seriously, funny. yeah, we're trying. I think that it, it, uh, what we're trying to do is the K through 12. Yep. Make sure that they understand it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as you're going through school, whenever these young kids, they're like, I want to be a fireman. I want to, right. you know, be a policeman and uh, all that stuff. But you don't say, I want to be a cybersecurity specialist. Right. You don't hear right? it because you don't know but, about but it. But they're or great, what is it? They're great right? paying professionals. Absolutely. Yes, they are. <laughs> here in the state. Yes, here in the are. state, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, here in the state. And, and you know, especially with remote work, it's it's, yes. it's more and more an opportunity. CISA has a lot of remote, you know, plug yeah. for my agency. We have a lot of remote jobs. It's great. Yeah. Right. Um, I work from my house. I see my kids get off the bus. I mean, there's a there's a lot of positives yeah. to, to even working remote. But West Virginia has opportunities. But to answer yeah. your question, yeah. yes, we do. Yeah. We do work with universities. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're of course, the, the big two. You know, we, we oh, yeah, obviously the two, there's yeah. the big two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we do work with them. I've worked with a number of other um, smaller colleges in, in the state. Uh, you know, we do a lot of awareness with K through 12, you know, different school boards and whatnot. And, and it just just as a matter of coincidence, I mentioned earlier, I covered Western PA. Mm-hmm. I did a lot in, in Western PA with mm-hmm. their intermediary units last year right um a lot of we, we, we deliver workshops we can we can teach incident management we can teach cyber resilience just mm-hmm. guided discussions we'll do those oh, we yeah. offer that as a service for anybody that wants it mm-hmm. um yeah so education is particularly in western pennsylvania they, they they picked up on that and they, they ran with it in west virginia is too it's just i just it, it's pure coincidence but i did more in pennsylvania but right. as far as the colleges go you know um um, I, I received permission from CISA. I'm on a board at Marshall. Yeah. Um, so for one of their... Well, and they have the Cybersecurity Institute now right, uh, as well. Board. I went yeah. toward that facility. It's really nice. Where is that? Uh, at Marshall. University. Oh, that's at Marshall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they have the Cybersecurity Institute. Yeah. Uh, whenever I was in the MIS program at WVU, I stayed on an extra semester because they, uh, back in like 2004, where they were adding a cybersecurity class, right? Now it's... Uh, uh, you can actually uh, major in cybersecurity. Whole major, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, and from the that, computer science and from yeah. the from the and that's uh, what eighteen college. years ago, right? So you've seen the shift mm-hmm. now that's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah, want to cut it, you off. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, important, and and both I've 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 looked at the cybersecurity programs from both um, WVU and Marshall, and they're 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 fantastic. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. fantastic. I did a lot of work with the National Guard. I was on that. Uh, it was a workforce development, um, and I still attend the meetings. That workforce development um, meeting it happens in Fairmont. Oh, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm drawing yeah. a blank on the drawing a blank on the uh, what it's called, but a yeah. lot of representatives from academia are there. Mm-hmm. And I've attended a CISA, and I attended previously. I used to be the CIO for the West Virginia National Guard, so I attended in that okay. role as well. Yeah. Um, but academia in this state is very proactive, mm-hmm. and yes. and 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 the soliciting valuable feedback and what is important to the workforce, which is right. you know obviously yeah. you can provide that feedback exactly, right. um, and then how do they target their curriculum to, to get to it? Mm-hmm. So that's part of uh, what we're doing with Tech Yeah. And again, uh, Jody will uh, be there uh, speaking as part of the government C level panel, which is awesome. We're really happy to Appreciate have him that. there. Great, yeah. And uh, but that's kind of what we're trying to do is bring together industry, right? So it's uh, federal contractors, mm-hmm. universities, students to kind of see 
Like this is the ever changing side of uh, technology, especially here in the state. Sure, I know, I know, we do tourism and coal, and we are an energy state, but we're also a growing technology right. state. Oh, yeah. And that that was part of it is to let people know. Because honestly, when I started in the MIS program, I started out in computer science and engineering, and I'm like, this ain't quite for me. And I always wanted to own my own business, so I went to the business school mm-hmm. and I said, what's the uh, highest uh, ranking? salary coming out and they said MIS and I was like what's MIS so when I went in the program I didn't know what exactly it was or what it did Uh, and then I'm like well what can I do with my degree after this like do I go do web development do I but that's the thing it's uh, it lets you do so many Mm -hmm. different things Uh, I know uh, we're having the uh, director of NASA is actually going to be at tech yet on Mm -hmm. the same panel with you he went through the MIS program right so uh, but and now with the cybersecurity program, it's more about educating people, letting them know what career paths are there is if you do get a cybersecurity degree or an MIS degree, and then that you don't actually have to leave the exactly, state. Exactly, exactly. And that's what we're trying to do is keep right. the people here. Right. You know, yeah. one of the challenges in West Virginia for years was 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 terrain. Right. Yes. One of the reasons we don't have what other states have, like let's say. North Carolina, yeah. is we have mountainous terrain. Right, right. It takes flat space to build big things. Right, yeah. we, we don't have that, but with technology, that's not the case. Technolo- yeah. Technology is a game changer. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yep. Well, and like you said, remote. So uh, you could live out in California and pay, have to have a $700,000 a year salary right. just to afford a 1,200-square-foot yeah. apartment. Or, uh, you know, you can be in West Virginia and be able to work remote. But right. then again, all those tax dollars and stuff right. are staying here, and it's a much more beautiful yep. place to live, and that's why we have our awesome tourism so, as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I was listening to the radio on the way up here, uh, and uh, I forget which channel it was. I, I, I picked it up around Fairmont, so okay. um, not Fairmont, Flatwoods. I picked it up oh. somewhere around Flatwoods, but yeah. it said that the, uh, West Virginia is now the lowest, second lowest cost of living state in the United States, next to North Dakota. Mm. Oh wow! So didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I can't cite the survey. I don't know okay. the source. Yeah, right. I don't even remember the radio channel. Yeah, I love but it. they're always saying. That's why I moved back. say or this survey says right. we had a hundred people survey. <laughs> yeah, right. but but whether it's a hundred, whether it's a, yeah. a, 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 a yeah. very accurate or scientifically done survey, it's still probably pretty close to true. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And that's just, it. Uh, you know, again, we're trying to recruit more people here because, again, at the federal level. Uh, we actually lost representation because we had a lot of people leaving the state. And that's what we're trying to do. Again, keep our people here, show that there's great living. A lot of people want to come here and raise their kids. Uh, but then there's good paying jobs here, yep. right? Uh, and you might have to go get an associate degree for two years. I know there's actually been a big push, yeah. especially with Google and other places where they're just trying to get people certifications. Right. Uh, problem right now is, you know, uh, with GSA and some of these contract vehicles, you know, uh, high school education is enough, which I absolutely agree, especially the systems that sure. we deal with. Now, if you go out and you get certified in some of these technologies, like uh, Red Hat certifications, mm-hmm. for example, you have to know what you're doing absolutely. in order to pass these absolutely. certs. It's not an A, B type of thing. No, there's, you have to know what right. you're doing. There's not so. a brain dump somewhere you're going to read, right? It's, exactly. You really have to know. And, yeah. and that's the way certification should be. It should be a validation of knowledge that you have. A validation, absolutely. absolutely. Something you mentioned, Randy, is really important. Um, you talked about business, right? So mm-hmm. you, you study technology and business combined. 
And when you get to a more senior level of cybersecurity or any technology, really, you have to understand the so what. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so the one so of the things what. I found as a cybersecurity advisor, and I knew from my, you know, my, being an officer in the military, I understand to think about the so what. What is so? Why are you telling me this? What does it mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're advising, like I said, we talk to C-suite people. So when you're talking to um, the CFO or the CIO or the, I mean, the CEO or the COO of a company, right. and you're telling them they need to make an investment in cybersecurity, they want to know the business why. Right. Mm-hmm. No. And, absolutely. And, right. They do. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and we, it's not our job to to explain their business to them, but we have to be able to to relate their vulnerability or the threat to their business so that we can help them move forward. And right. and so I, I do think that knowing a little bit about business <laughs> does does help because at the yes. end at the end of the day, there's a bottom line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you study for your more advanced certifications like the CISM or the CISSP. Mm-hmm. You have to think like the business owner. Oh, you don't think like the techie. Yeah. Because no. yeah. sometimes that business owner is going to accept some risk. Yeah. They're What's gonna, my right. opportunity cost here? Right. right. They're, right. they're going to accept some risk because it's a dollar. It, it, mm-hmm. you know, at the bottom of the day, they, they want to provide their service, make their product, employ their people. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, we are not a nonprofit. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Right. right. And, right. and in order to for us to grow and be able to hire people, you know, there's, but uh, to your point, there has to be a budget for that. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then if not, to, to your point with the business case, say, well, if you don't want to pay for it here, you can pay for it whenever you need a $10 million right. uh, cybersecurity policy rider where you're paying that over here anyways. You know? Right. So we're worrying about lawsuits because you're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. because it was breached. It's like uh, we, we had a major breach. Yeah. Right. So. so I don't, I don't make those, obviously don't make those decisions for them. And I, I, pull short of recommendations, but you try to provide them with the facts. There, there is a, so what? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So what? So yeah. what if I don't do this or so what if I do this and you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. To help them with that. Yeah. No, that's well, a good point. Jody, do you uh, have anything else that you want to talk about from, uh, from CISA's standpoint? Um, you know, this has been a great conversation obviously, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. if there's anything that maybe I didn't cover that you, you know, are pressing to, to say, or, no, or if there's anything uh, think, else you want to talk I think, about? I think we covered a lot. I really appreciate the time. Um, yeah. uh, appreciate the platform. Uh, I think CISA appreciates the platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. feel free. Uh, you have a website. You can put my information out there as contact okay. info. Okay. Um, certainly, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll help anyone as much as we can. There is another cybersecurity advisor in West Virginia. His name Mm -hmm. is Dave Parsons and he's going to be based right here out of Morgantown uh, very soon. Um, but we're a regional team. So the one thing I didn't mention earlier is right now that there's, I think there are 10 of us on board in region three and we're not bound to our state borders. I work with Mm -hmm. the gentleman out of Harrisburg a lot, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So Mm -hmm. no, we're not bound to our state borders. So, um, you know, there's two of us in West Virginia, but that doesn't mean that you know, we, we can't flex people. So we have 10 in the region. I think we have four vacancies. And then our chief position in Philadelphia is, is um, they're um, in the process of selecting that, that person now. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's a bigger team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think our end goal is 14 or 15 in region three. And that, that's a pretty good number. Yeah, right. we, can, yeah. we can certainly help. Um, and again, you know, there are other advisors out there of a different nature physical um, communications and then the chemical guys are inspectors, but um, yeah. you know, we're here to help. Um, everything we do is, is, is no cost, no additional cost. You've already paid for our services and uh, we want to help. Great. So uh, re- reach out to us. It's our, it's yeah. our, it's hopefully our someone's going to be listening uh, to this. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully someone does. Too, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Listen, and, and if it's something I can't do, I'll tell you I can't do yeah, it. Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, 
yeah. Well, and if they great. if they do have questions, they can ask him on June twentieth. Uh, you can Tech ask me yeah. on June twentieth. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, come at uh, techyeahconference.com. Uh, again, Jody will be there, and uh, Dave Parsons will be there as well. Be there as well. Uh, he's Great. he's also going to be one of our panelists, which is uh, absolutely awesome. And uh, definitely, thanks for uh, driving up this morning. Yeah, no and, problem. Uh, it's beautiful. Are you in Huntington? No, I uh, no. Hurricane. Hurricane. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. For those people that listen from out of state, it's hurricane, not yeah, hurricane. Not hurricane. Yeah. It's, right. not hur- it's not hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, make sure so. you say it right. That's right. that's like someone saying it's a Louisville. Yeah. It's Louisville. <laughs> yeah. Not Louisville. <laughs> right. So, uh, but I'll be sure to uh, to to put all the links and everything that were that was mentioned today uh, in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Jody, thanks so much again. It was uh, certainly a pleasure to have you, and uh, hopefully. Uh, everybody in the audience got some valuable information. And uh, again, you can reach out to Jody or Dave. So, uh, yeah. yeah. See you in a couple months. See you in a couple months. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeehaw. There you go. See, that wasn't too bad. No, that was good.